This week on which streaming service is upping the ante, we're going to talk about Disney. Go figure. is Tuesday night. You know what that means. Two pieces of uh, Popeye's fried chicken for like $1.50. That's what that means tonight. It also means that's the tagline. The show where the tagline is the title. What's going on, y'all? We are the Cinefanatics. My name is Robert Adams. And my name is, you forgot to unmute me, uh, Chris Adams here. <laughs> <laughs> you have the power to unmute yourself. Yeah, but Pretty I sure. don't ever have to do that because you always do it. So get off me. Anyway... <laughs> Oh man, we've got a uh, just not a whole lot to talk about tonight, really. It's just just small amount of news. Nothing big happened, you know, say in the last week or so. So, you know, yeah. Uh, I will say at the top of the show, let's let's start the timer right now. We're gonna get through all this Disney news plus other stuff. About an hour and a half. I think, I think it's safe to say that about an hour and a half. We're, we're just going to cruise on by through this. I mean, physically, uh, that's, that's what, what that's what I need to aim for, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, that being said, if y'all have any questions, comments, I am putting it in the chat right now. There is the streamlabs.com slash cinefanatics. If y'all would like to, Ooh, look, cool. I can do this. I can pin it. Uh, if y'all have any questions, comments, anything y'all want to say or do, hit that link. Uh, let us know. Yeah, it's also up there above his head. Yeah, priority uh, goes to that and then everything else afterwards. So, yeah. Uh, up here above my head, there is patreon.com slash cinefanatics. Uh, I don't think, uh, yeah, since last week, uh, we got the Discord up and running. I don't think we had the Discord officially running. So uh, those of y'all who are on our Patreon already, thank you. And you do have access to our Discord. I know a couple of y'all on in the chat here have already uh, popped in there, said, what's up, what's going on? Uh, check that out. There's little tidbits and secrets of stuff that we're working on uh, that are not publicly known yet uh, in our Discord. So go check that out because it's it's going to be a lot of fun stuff we have planned. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, trying to think what else do we need to cover at the top of the show real quick how was your week this last week uh crazy (laughs) it wasn't bad until thursday night then all of a sudden it started hitting this uh this oh my gosh there's like something happening every single day every single night and we must talk about it like constantly um so uh for those of y'all who may not have followed or saw uh, I did uh, go over to uh, on Thursday night after all this news was released. I did jump on the Pajukin uh, over at the uh, PJ Campbell Network for their uh, Sunday evening unwind. Thursday. Pajukin. Pajukin. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I wonder if they do that. They need to get like a graphic yes. of. They do do that. I've, I've heard them do that once. Yeah. Uh, so I went over there and talked to a whole bunch of people about this. So this is my second time going through this, uh, Disney information stuff and it's still fun to talk about folks. I I'm, I'm, I'm eager for this. Uh, I, I have not talked about it anywhere yet though. So this is why we're partly doing the show about it tonight. Also because it's a big movie. 
news for the last week. Come on. There's a couple, we have a couple like other little bits of movie news of stuff eh, that's popped up since Thursday, but I think for the most part, most uh, movie news and studios and stuff, they were smart enough to be like, yeah, you know what? We're just, we're just going to like not release any news or anything for like the next week. <laughs> like, let's just let Disney have their day. Uh, so we do have other, uh, other news that we're going to be talking about. Um, <laughs> I like that we can see Robert's computer screen reflected behind him and enhance, enhance. Oh, look at his open tabs. Yeah. I mean, you technically can, so you can see my computer. You can see my hand in front of my computer. You can see my light over here, wherever. I don't care. This is fascinating content that I'm sure people it absolutely is. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, what else is going on? Oh, man. Big, uh, big exciting week. Obviously, there's a bunch of news. I got to see a doctor finally for my stuff. And oh, yeah, I'm on some meds that hopefully help me out here in a little bit. Uh, not so much today, which is why we are back in StreamYard yet again instead of in our normal setup because uh, this chair is just so much better for me than, than my old one, which I moved out there for our setup. So... That's this is where we'll probably remain until I feel comfortable enough to be able to sit back out there again. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see otherwise. But I mean, here's the great news. The great news about being in here is that uh, I, we can click on things like people's comments and stuff. So that's what I like about about this setup. Yeah. Um, so going through looking into the chat real quick. Uh, we've got. This isn't like there it goes. It's like my mouse is not wanting to keep up with the conversation tonight. Uh, we got Garth McMurray is in the chat. Too much news. Too much news. Christopher Stike Leather, welcome, sir. Uh, anyone else in the chat hanging out? Let us know. Sound off. Sound off in the chat. Uh, what are you? What are your thoughts on Steiner's rated R cut? That is one of the movie news pieces that we're going to talk about outside of Disney stuff tonight. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't get a chance to see this, but I know this was released like about an hour ago, roughly. At the same I time, there are premieres of Wonder Woman eighty four happening as we speak. Uh, yeah. The folks over at the Pajukin PJ himself is actually in a uh, in a showing with Late to the Party tonight mm -hmm. so they are actually all seeing wonder woman 84 as we're sitting here talking about it wishing we could see it right now as well which we'll see it soon i'm sure yeah only because we're going to end up watching it the same day we're watching soul and that's like two movies we got to like knock out in one day and then do reviews about like woo, busy Pretty uh, much, yeah. that's next week yeah and then there was also uh, this past weekend there was the massive, massive uh, Schmodown Spectacular Five, uh, which was fantastic. If y'all haven't watched that yet, uh, jump on their Patreon. Uh, I think you can still get the pay per view ticket for that, but uh, watch that. Uh, it's like eight and a half hours long, and it's all fantastic content. And there's so much, there's so much good stuff in there for what's going to happen next season, and you know, and who knows? Uh, there's a lot of just a lot of really good stuff in terms of like different storylines and whatnot for for different individuals, and then just kind of seeing where some of these titles, title matches went to. Oh, it was it was all so good. All the matches were fantastic. So we did record a reaction to it. Our reaction though actually also includes uh, 
like the clips of the actual Schmodown. So we're not going to be releasing it like anytime soon, just because we want to respect like Christian's wishes and not have that the actual footage out there uh, for people to see yet. Yeah. Um, when we see the okay from him, then we'll then we'll release it. That may or may not be until all the matches go up on YouTube, though. So we'll see. Yeah. But there was some good stuff during that. So, uh, and then of course uh, Sunday night we joined a certain point of view, and we talked about spectacular with them for like three hours or so. Uh, that was a blast because we got to take over their show for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all aren't aware of that one, go check out their uh, their Twitter and their YouTube channel. They put they actually clipped out this this one hilarious bit. Uh, I absolutely loved it. So. It was great hanging out with those guys uh, Sunday night. Andres Gallego in the chat. Spoiler, I wish I could see on Wonder Woman 1984 today too. Ha <laughs> ha. Yep. Um, you need to stop spoiling things in the chat, bro. How <laughs> <laughs> <I> dare you? <laughs> but at I least you, you sent in a super chat with it, so thank you, sir. How dare you spoil your desires to see Wonder Woman? <laughs> I did see that. So he posted on uh, Twitter that like all of these like wisdom teeth jokes like right before he's getting his pulled out yesterday. Uh, how are you doing from that, by the way? I, I hear getting those teeth pulled is not fun. No. Um. Let me see. Anyways, uh, eh, it's not like completely dead. I mean, this it's is on life support. Same time. Life support air. <laughs> clear uh anyways uh did you watch any new movies this week i don't think i, I don't did. think you did yeah i think we've been like really busy but yeah uh what about the week before because we really we had to rush through that week and we really didn't have like much time uh, to i didn't watch anything new then I, pre- I think i just i think the only movie i saw recently was i rewatched uh the family man with nicholas cage but uh good Nice little, nice little holiday movie. Um, outside of that, though, not much else. Um, I'm gonna see. I know from the week before that, I didn't get to talk about. It. I did watch uh, Freaky, Freaky, um, that movie with Vince Vaughn and uh, Cassie Lang. Freaky. Um, <laughs> you didn't catch that. I call yeah. it Cassie Lang. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. thanks for pausing the show to make sure I got that joke. Good just want to make sure everyone knows what I'm talking about. That's just, <laughs> um, and then of course I was harping about real quick last week, the praises of singing in the rain. Uh, highly recommend that, uh, this past week, I actually, I, I, I caught up like with my brother and watched a uh, man from uncle or man from UNCLE is apparently what it's actually called. Cause it's got periods in there. Um, it was okay, I guess. Like there were some funny bits to it, but this this is a starting trend that like any movie my brother absolutely loves. I'm like, eh, okay. <laughs> That's because one of us has good taste in movies, and the other one of us is at least like Shawshank Redemption, which is great. And, yeah. Um. Yeah, but you like La La Land, so mm. that's what I said. Good taste in movies. Uh, movie if you say so. Uh, last night I watched City Slickers for the first time. That was good. What's up, City Slicker? Like I thought City Slickers was just a like a stupid like uh, comedy. It actually has like a lot of heart to it, and I loved it. 
Um, so now I would actually have to honestly say that uh, my I have a tie for my favorite Western movies of all time, City Slickers and Back to the Future Part 3. So I don't know. One of those, those is my favorite Western. Best choices for Western movies out there, I'm sure. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah, that's catching up on movies. That's uh, yeah. I still need to. I need to move on to that City Slickers too. Uh, was it like Cur- Curly's Gold? The Legend of Curly's Gold. Yeah. All right, Malcolm. Um, and Garth is correct. I also want a sequel to Man from Uncle. And yes, Malcolm is correct because La, La Land is great. Shut your face. Yeah. Why do we attract the weirdos? I don't know what it is. Because <laughs> you're here. Mm, okay. This is the uh, Be Mean to My Brother night. So basically like every night. Um, <laughs> Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Love it. Uh, apparently I only have three wisdom teeth. so And I still have them. They're not a problem or anything. So I don't know why this has been like all like wisdom teeth talk like this whole past week. Why the Schmodown started it. But okay. Welcome to the tagline where wisdom teeth is what we talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of the schmodown, real quick, I'm going uh, like I I am the type of person that like teasing teasing things. Yeah, absolutely. I I I agree with that. Uh, there is something in the works that we have planned for the schmodown. Of course, those of y'all that are familiar, continue with the hashtag draft cinefanatics. Uh, as their free agency is started, um, I'm not expecting to be picked up as like a the first three of like every faction. <laughs> no, then <laughs> we, we got signed over somebody like Ben Bateman or Dan Merle. That'd be hilarious. Oh, that would be great, and that would make my day. But uh, those of y'all again continue dr- uh, with the hashtag drafts and fanatics. Um, uh, something else I would kind of like to put out there and I want to see, I'm not sure how this can be gotten to us. I guess if, if y'all are able to, uh, I actually want to see one more step further, just film yourself like on your phone real quick. Hey, draft Cine fanatics, post it on Twitter or something, uh, tag us in it. Uh, but I want to see, uh, like, I want videos of people saying it as well. Uh, there's a project that I'm currently working on and that's all I'm going to say about it, but those videos might be a little helpful for that. So anyway, yeah. put, putting that out there more to come on that as time goes on. But anyways, uh, anything else going on? Nope. Let's do some movie news. We got a lot of it. <laughs> trying to do like a filler thing here anyone in the chat anyone else got something to say before we move on oh andres just put something in the there it is both <laughs> i want andres i want yours to be like the uh what was it the animaniac or tiny tunes good idea bad idea <laughs> good <Yeah>. idea <laughs> representing the cine fanatics in the draft <laughs> Bad idea. <laughs> Ripping the Cine Fanatics while hallucinating and that they're sitting right in front of you. <laughs> and they look like pink elephants in dresses. Pink elephants on parade. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that would be hilarious. Nothing else, huh? That's why I said move on to movie news. Come on. Cool. <laughs> movie news. Moving on. Let's get some pictures up. 
Uh, Chris Pine is in a movie that's going to be a complete and utter failure. That's right. He's going to be in another Dungeons and Dragons movie. <laughs> I say that with all the love in the world. I, I I love it when like someone tries to keep making movies that have just completely failed before. But here's hoping. It sounds like you're more speaking of like Chris Pine's uh, career is just full of failures. Chris no. Pine, another movie that's going to be a failure. Uh, so here's the sarcasm aside. Uh, like I, I, I would be interested in seeing what could possibly be done with this uh, because the previous like Dungeons and Dragons movies, you could kind of tell like right out the gate, they're like, mm, we don't have high hopes for this because we're not casting like the highest quality of uh, talent for them. In fact, I've forgotten who was in some of them. <laughs> yeah. And when did they come out? Uh, I remember there was that one, uh, there was one like back in the nineties, I believe here's the other thing I'll, I'll be truthful about. Uh, I'm not a Dungeons and Dragons fan. Uh, never played it. Uh, 2000, it came out in 2000 and starred Justin Whalen and Marlon, Marlon Wayans, uh, Thora Birch and Jeremy Irons. Uh, so apparently Justin Whalen was the top billing for that. Uh, those of y'all don't know, Justin Whalen was one of two uh jimmy olsen's in lois and clark the adventures of superman he was also uh andy barkley in child's play three so hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah didn't we all say that we needed to say what the 2000 yeah pretty much um but i don't know like i think when you get someone like chris pine on you're lending like a little more credibility to that movie we're not we're not scraping the bottom of the barrel here of like talent. Yeah, you're getting a known quantity in there, which means because he's a known quantity, that I, I trust that he's uh, looking a little bit more closely as to which scripts he decides to pick up and follow through on. Uh, especially because Chris Pine is somebody, at least at this point, who can kind of pick and choose which films he wants to he wants to be a part of now. Uh, and so you know, maybe he looked at this and went. You know what? This actually sounds like it could be good. I'm willing to do it. Uh, I have faith in it because I think we've uh, we've hit a level of technology and everything where the idea of Dungeons and Dragons could come across pretty well on screen. So uh, I'm not I'm not really so quick to wanting to say that it's going to be a, a bomb at all. I would say that it might actually be fairly successful. I mean, you look at you look at movies like say. Alita, which you know some people might think should be a bomb, and to whatever degree, I don't know if that's really was considered a box office flop or not. But it was it was fantastically done, and I'm looking forward to a sequel to that. And so, you know, you look at Lord of the Rings and how they did. You look at look at all these things that kind of that could kind of represent that same kind of culture and how they translate to screen. Yeah, I'm interested. Let's see how let's see how it plays out. I too never played Dungeons and Dragons, so. You know, and I think some of that comes with again those of us, who, those of y'all who are familiar with us. Uh, neither me nor my brother are really big on like fantasy stuff. Like we're not the biggest Lord of the Rings fans. Uh, watched it multiple times. Uh, my brother actually has sat through all six uh, movies, Middle Earth movies. So yep. I haven't even touched the Hobbits yet. Um, wow, that phrasing. Uh, so. 
I, I, like, I don't see Dungeons and Dragons being something in my wheelhouse, but if it looks like it could be good enough, I, I, I might check it out. Um, but then again, I also run a movie YouTube channel where <laughs> this is going to be a popular movie. We probably are going to have to see it anyway. So, yeah, um, Garth is talking about it in the chat. Like, role playing Dungeons and Dragons is huge. Role playing in general has like skyrocketed uh, even more so lately. So, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing more movies based off of, like different kinds of role playing games and what have you. Just because there's a huge fan base for it too to connect with. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> the director was a huge D and D fan, but had no experience directing. Yeah, uh, I, I I just looked that up too. Like that director's only done like three movies, and Dungeons and Dragons was uh, his first. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that turns out. Uh, that's gonna be definitely one of those. I'll, I'm I'm gonna have to wait for footage, and hopefully, it looks good. Yeah, uh, for me to want to jump in that. Uh, something else for today. Uh, actually, I don't think this came out. I think this actually came out a couple of days ago, but, uh, they released the, uh, the first poster for Mortal Kombat. Um, and this, this poster looks fantastic. This looks so good. Uh, and then I think they, they announced it. So they said it was going to be what April. Yeah. I heard it got like delayed a little bit. Uh, so they announced that they were going to release it in April along with uh, the release at the same time on uh, HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So that's another one of those. Yeah, April 16th, 2021. So that's one of those that's also uh, the day and date with HBO Max uh, kind of piggybacking off of the news from last week. Uh, and I believe I read somewhere they said we're not going to get the trailer until after the first of the the new year. Oh. Um, I kind of eager for a trailer to this because everything I've heard, I've seen so far, really has my hopes up that this is going to be a good movie. I think we're we're definitely in a renaissance of good video game movies now. So uh, maybe. Renaissance is a is not necessarily the word I would choose. Maybe a trajectory towards a renaissance, but uh, we'll see. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I know that uh, that that Monster Hunter, uh, I believe, is coming out this week or just came out. So, uh, I mean, video game movies are are kind of still flopping around, and, and they haven't they haven't quite hit that Iron Man. Uh, level yet in terms of like relating video game movies to the trajectory of comic book movies and, and what have you. So uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to say I have like high hopes or low hopes for this because I'm probably not going to see it either way just because Mortal Kombat's not a property that I'm really interested in seeing, especially since uh, they're go- full on going with the uh, the R rating on it and, and doing like all the guts and gore. And I just, I yes. I, I am somebody who cannot like tolerate guts and gore. So it's probably not going to be my, my cup of tea, <laughs> but you know, we'll see. So I will definitely be watching it and giving my opinion on it because I want to see that. Uh, that's going to be great. Uh, that's what I like. I couldn't remember if I had heard whether or not it was going to be like full on R rated. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, yep, there you go. Yeah. 
that's <laughs> that's exactly what I heard too. Is that they were just fully committed to that R rating, trying to uh, re re not reimagine, but but ex show you exactly uh, what the video games were all about in movie form. So. Well, yeah, sure. If you want to come here to Austin, Texas, let's go see the movie, and then we'll do a review for it. Yeah, he'll be able to watch it on HBO Max. Oh, that's right. Never mind. I forgot. You can just stay there. <laughs> stay six feet apart. <laughs> and maybe a couple of states. <laughs> uh, yeah, I might reach out to you for that, Andres. Um, let's see. Moving on. Before we start like really diving into Marvel stuff, let's talk about some DC stuff real quick. Uh, Justice League potentially could go to a movie theater as well as uh, streaming on HBO Max, and it might be rated R because apparently Batman's got a potty mouth. <sighs> fornicating, fornicating Batman. <laughs> that's our that's our parental uh like our family friendly one. Uh, fornicating means building an arch. Oh yeah. He's not just regular Batman. He's the fornicating Batman. Oh, yeah. This, this Batman fornicates. So, <laughs> he fornicates all over Gotham. Look, that's that's about how... That's, that's, the, that's the joke equivalent to how much energy I have right now. So, you know, there you go. Um, here, here's, here, here's what I think about that. I mean, I get it. I get that, like, we're kind of going, like, darker and grittier with our superheroes lately. Uh, DC has been really good at pushing this, uh, like, an R-rated envelope lately. Like, most, yeah. of their, most of their cartoons, their, like, direct-to-video cartoons, have all been a lot more adult. Uh, they've been using harsher language. There's even been nudity in some of them lately. Uh, so they're really pushing that boundary to to capture the adult audience with them. Uh, then, of course, I think we got the the next Suicide Squad movie supposed to be uh, R-rated as well. We've had the Birds of Prey that was R-rated. Uh, so yeah. DC's just diving straight into this. They're getting so edgy. So yeah. edgy. Um, so far, Marvel, we've got Deadpool. Which, yeah, and that's I mean, not even real. This hasn't really even been part of the uh, the MCU at this point, which you know that could be changing soonish, sort of. But yeah, but for the most part, you know, MCU tops out at the PG thirteen uh, because they want to be open to the widest audience possible, and I get that. But uh, I don't, you know, I don't know if I really care about. Well, first of all, I, I guarantee you I'm not going to go see this Justice League in the theater. I'm not going to go sit in the theater for a four-hour just because Batman could drop an F-bomb. I will take the the four-part miniseries, however long it's supposed to be, on HBO Max, and I'll watch that instead. And I'll be happy. I'll be happy with that. Oh, so, yeah. Because I'm going to leave my ha happy butt right here and watch it. <laughs> there's there's nothing that sells me on a movie uh I mean, there's nothing about Batman dropping language or, or cussing or whatever. That's like, yep, let me go run to the movie theater specifically just to see that. Like, I don't. Okay. 
<laughs> sure. I mean, if, if you need to hear Ben Affleck say the F word, just watch Goodwill Hunting. He does it with a Boston accent, and it's fantastic. <laughs> or, you know, Argo. Or, Argo yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just take that line and, like, put it through, like, a, a, a sound editor to give it, like, the gruff sound. Argo yourself. Yeah. So what I'm wondering, though, is what is the benefit for, for WB to do that? Will they actually put it in the theater for that? And what is what is the benefit they gain from that? Because I don't know if they really gain too much money off of that. I think, well, I think it's actually the other way around as far as how it goes. They're not putting it in the theater because Batman is saying a bad word. I yeah. think they're looking at putting it in the theater. And because it's going to a theater is where it has to be... It has to be looked over by the MPAA for that official rating that they are coming back and they're saying, hey, we're going to give it an R rating because Batman's going to say this bad word uh, is apparently what it sounds like. As long as it stays on HBO Max and it wasn't going to a theater, then it's subject to the rating of like television. So mm -hmm. it would probably it probably would have been slapped with the TVMA. Um or I mean I don't know maybe a TV fourteen uh, I hear like it, there's violence in it too that like uh, Steppenwolf is just like straight up ripping fools apart so uh, yeah it, I believe it would be a T TVMA but I think ultimately the funniest thing to me is going to be when we all see the Snyder cut and it turns out to be just as good if if not a little bit worse than the Justice League we originally got and now we're all like well. Okay, moving on then. Moving on with our lives then. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, obviously, I'm not I sure if Blade is going to be R-rated. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think it'll probably be PG-13 also, since they're still sticking with the uh, the, the way the MCU has been. Um, I wouldn't even be surprised if. Uh, well, I guess they did say a Deadpool three is going to be R-rated, didn't they? Yeah. I was going to say I wouldn't be surprised if Deadpool three came out and it was PG-13 also, but. I wonder if they could go a, the way of like Marvel Comics, where Marvel did the uh, the. <laughs> it's gonna be kind of funny sounding the Max series imprint, where it was like the adult, because like during the '90s, Marvel Comics really wasn't meant for adults either. They were it was still a family friendly, uh, and then they did the Max imprint, which was like Punisher and Daredevil, Elektra, Ghost Rider. Like it was like these the ones that could be made for adults, they made them for adults and they all said really naughty, naughty words. <laughs> um, but that's why I'm wondering if they could end up doing that with the movies now, especially yeah. because they could pass it off as under like maybe the Fox studios banner instead. And therefore that's the reason that they're still releasing this movie as Disney, but it doesn't have any Disney logos or anything tied to it. So you're still preserving and honoring the Disney brand with it. Yeah. So uh, that we might talk about here again, some more in a little bit as we get towards uh, the Disney news. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if I want to sit <laughs> in a theater for four hours. No. Um, yeah. Uh, Howard the Duck. Howard the, was Howard the Duck PG thirteen. I could have sworn it. It, it might have. I thought it was radar because of like innuendos and stuff, and they showed duck boobs and duck boobs. Woo! -hoo. Anyways, um, 
What's the next movie news topic? <laughs> Good lord. Uh, the other one, <laughs> I just thought of that on the spot. I was like, yeah, that's going to be funny to sound. Uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, they announced that uh, Spider Into the Spider-Verse 2 is going to be released in 2022. Uh, yes, Perfect. please. Yes, this is going to be good. Uh, especially because what I'm wondering is, is we're honing in on uh, the MCU Spider-Man 3 being a Spider-Verse movie as, itself. So I'm wondering if are, are we going to start hitting like some kind of a potential where these two movies actually could be combined? Yeah, where they coincide. In which case, yeah, I brought up that idea before that the uh, animated Spider Verses could have some relation or connectivity to the live action uh, Spider Man movies and what have you um, through like alternate dimensions and stuff. And that would just be that would just be really strange, but very unique because I don't think you've ever seen that in movies before where an existing animated franchise is actually connected to and could interact with an existing live action franchise and have those two things combine. I know you've gotten your movies before where you have like animated characters are interacting with live action characters like who Framed Roger rabbit and space jam and all that. But World. yeah, yeah, what it, what what do you get if say you have like animated uh, Miles Morales is interacting or animated Miles Morales and Spider Ham are interacting with Tom Holland Spider Man and and Tobey Maguire like that would that would just blow like everybody's mind. I like the idea also potentially that like the Spider Verse cartoon like not only. So going in, into the Spider-Verse, you know, you had like the animated Miles Morales, uh, Noir, Spider-Ham, uh, Spider-Gwen. All of them were animated. Like all, all of them were from different dimensions. But all of those dimensions were also all happened to be animated. So now I've got the idea is what happens when Miles Morales comes into, say, the MCU but when he comes into the MCU, he's no longer animated. He's a live action because he's fitting the current, the current universe's way aesthetic. of life. Yeah, the aesthetic exactly. Uh, so therefore, he becomes live action in the real world MCU, and then he has his own spinoff movie of like the Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, could they put? Could they potentially do something like that? That'd be really interesting. Um, either way, uh, one thing I'm looking to for this for this next Spider Verse movie is: do, will they include, or could they include, and they probably should include since it was a cut, the uh, the final cut scene or whatever, uh, the Spider Man 2099. Oop, nice shot, good shot there. Yep. Uh, I mean, you don't cast Oscar Isaac in the in the voice role for that without turning around and actually utilizing it within your next movie. Like that, that was completely a setup for a sequel <laughs> I love so toy <laughs> so why would they not yeah why would they not use spider-man uh 2099 that would be that would be awesome like that's that's the one thing i'm i'm looking forward to most about about this this sequel here and i was a huge fan of uh of miguel o'hara the 2099 spider-man uh yeah. that's why i got the hot toy figure of it. Uh, I'm a huge fan of it. Grew up with it. Love the comics. Um, and I really like the 2099 overall between Spider-Man X-Men, the 2099 series was fantastic. Um, 
I really would like to see a good like Spider-Man 2099 movie. And yeah. I'm kind of hoping that it could spin off from this. So. That's that's something that I'd be interested in seeing is uh can they could they link also Spider-Man 2099 into the uh live action Spider-Verse kind of thing that they're that yeah. they seem to be doing. So because Oscar Isaac would be perfect at Miguel O'Hara as well. I can, see, I can see him playing that role. Maybe. Is he going to play that role and Moon Knight? Who knows? Oh, that's right. That's going to be kind of weird. Yeah. Um, it's just one of his personalities. One of Moon Knight's personalities is Spider-Man yeah. 2099. And uh, this, I need this. That this no. So that that's a good example of what I was saying. That like the animated aesthetic crosses over into live action. All of a sudden, that character is no longer animated; it's live action. You could get Nicolas Cage to play Spider-Man Noir in the real world, and that would look fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I just what more do you need to say there? I mean, I need Nick Cage as Spider-Man Noir in live action. Like that'd be fantastic. Um. Anyway, yeah, of course, looking forward to this movie. That's the first one was great. It's one of the best Spider-Man movies that's ever been made. So, yeah, who who knew that? I mean, that's one thing to touch on. Like, who knew that the original Spider-Verse was going to be good when we first heard that they're making an animated Spider-Man movie at the same time of rebooting the Spider-Man in the MCU? It's like, well, too much Spider-Man. What are y'all doing? This doesn't make any sense. But like, man, was it not? That? It was a great movie, and I can't wait for a sequel now. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, so uh, we're 38 minutes in, and let's talk about some Disney stuff before we dive Disney. into Disney stuff, though. Uh, thank y'all for watching. Thank y'all for still being here. Um, again, we covered a lot of other uh, movie news before this, so if you're not just now watching or if you're watching this on the replay and you just happen to be right here, I guess it doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, more movie news and stuff at the beginning. Uh, make sure you get those questions in streamlabs.com slash cinefanatics, and please make sure you are giving this video a like. I don't know. I have a feeling. Typically, we're really good on having a nice like uh, people watching live to like ratio, so we never really have to call it out. So we actually typically uh, have people click coming in, clicking like, and then leaving. So, Hey, you know, it helps. I mean, if you can't be here and you're going to watch this later, thank you. Thank you for the like, please come back, watch it. Let us know what you think. But yeah, uh, again, streamlabs.com super chat. However you want to get those questions, comments, uh, make sure you do it that way. Cause <laughs> just because he's feeling better, he still needs physical therapy and that's going to cost some money. So, yeah, that would help us that. not only keep the lights on, but also keep him upright. And also keep my lights on. <laughs> Time code in the comments. This is where the Disney stuff starts. I, you know, I might actually do that with this one. Uh, so, anyways, uh, moving on to Disney news. Oh, and I'm gonna put. Y'all are gonna see it here in the chat. This is kind of the website that we're following with this. Uh, the this D23 because this website this website's pretty good at covering like everything that was announced on uh, the uh, the what you call it uh, the investor day investor day <laughs> I just said that and I felt like investor day <laughs> love was such an easy never mind um coming back to us it sounded like yesterday okay. 
That's a great song. Uh, so <laughs> that's that's the website I'm going to be following. If y'all want to follow along with that, if y'all see something that uh, maybe we're not talking about or something that you want to like pinpoint in the chat, uh, feel free to follow along with that because that's where we're going with it. Um, let me pull this over here off to the side, actually. And start moving so my Disney, windows around. So Disney announced a bunch of stuff. Um, we're going to talk about all that stuff as soon as uh, he's ready over there. Um, so the first thing, if you want to touch upon it real quick, I, I don't know how much I really have to add to the conversation of Star. But the, the uh, Star thing. Yeah. So Star, from what I hear, Star is actually uh, the name that Hulu kind of flies under over overseas uh, for whatever whatever reason, all the legal stuff and, and what have you. It's above my pay grade, so I don't really ever actually pay attention to that. Uh, Disney is having Star Plus connected to the Disney Plus now, in which case you'll be able to get all those wonderful uh, Fox properties like the uh, Alien and... and uh, and, and the like, those those kinds of movies that uh, you get your Deadpool, you know, one and two, your Logan, you're going to get that those mature properties over there, too, that would have otherwise been under the Disney banner because of Marvel. Uh, you get all that stuff now through the Star Plus. The thing is, is, that's over. That's only overseas. That is not here domestically within the United States. And so uh, we we're still, moving on. <laughs> we still we still we still get uh we still get Hulu as our uh, secondary source for all this stuff. So we're still a, a, a two app a two app country right now between Disney Plus and Hulu. Who knows if that changes in the future? But for now, Star Plus that's that's overseas. That's not for us. Moving on. Um, I, I so I'm not sure. Again, I, I I don't know exactly how that's going to affect stuff overseas. I don't know if like uh. I know Malcolm was in the chat. I don't know if he's still there. Uh, Malcolm's in New Zealand. For those of y'all who don't know, um, if he's if he's got any information about that, if if this is something that's relevant for him there, um, would yeah. like to hear that. Oh, actually, it actually says on here, uh, including Australia, New Zealand, and Canada. So yeah, it's apparently something that uh, that Malcolm's going to have access to. So. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, if you don't stop seeing <laughs> Garth, will stop liking the video. And you know what? I will not blame him. Okay, so you can catch me on our new channel, Music Fanatics, where I'm going to talk about probably just Pink Floyd and Linkin Park. As <laughs> a channel get negative negative subscribers, I don't understand. <laughs> we owe you a like. That's what. <laughs> that's how we got into that. <laughs> we all subscribe to your channel. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that's Star. Moving on. Uh, Disney Television Studios. Um, so we so got a the Disney specific shows, the Disney properties and stuff that are coming to uh, the Disney Plus as like TV shows and whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, there's not a whole lot here that I'm actually really interested in, to be honest. Um, maybe that Mighty Ducks show, but I can see like with all here's here's the thing that we're going to end up covering with all the Marvel stuff and all the Star Wars stuff, everything coming to uh, coming to us here soon. You're going to have to start prioritizing and picking and choosing what you actually care about and don't. Uh, I would probably have otherwise been interested in the Mighty Ducks show, but. 
I'm probably going to leave it leave it alone in terms of everything else has more of an interest to me than that. Uh, I I feel like some of these, like the Mighty Ducks, is probably one of those uh, unless. Unless it ends up pulling a Mandalorian and just the second it comes out, everyone's like, holy crap, you need to be watching this. Like, if I go to work and all the coworkers are talking about Mighty Ducks, not very likely, but if they were all talking about Mighty Ducks, then I might have to start watching it. But Which it's possible because this show looks like it could have like a Cobra Kai vibe and uh, a lot of people uh, talk about Cobra Kai, so... Actually, I think that's probably the number one reason why this show was created is someone saw Cobra Kai like, hey, let's do that with the Mighty Ducks. Oh, that's a good idea. That's exactly where that came from. Emilio Uh, Estevez isn't doing anything else, so might as well get him back anyway. Yeah. Um, So, like, it's a show I might watch, but that's that's one I'm probably not going to watch as it comes out because they're probably going to continue to follow the same staple of releasing one episode per week, uh, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I am going bonkers waiting for Mandalorian this week. This is insane. Yeah. I wish yeah. they would have... Well, <laughs> quick side note, I'm kind of glad that Mandalorian still stuck to the one episode per week. That way we could all as a an entire planet could all react to certain episodes and moments all at once. Like you hop on Twitter, the the episode of Ahsoka with Grogu when they revealed Grogu's name, like you hop on Twitter and everybody, like that's all Twitter is, is like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, Ahsoka so awesome. His name yeah. is Grogu. Like that's what everything was. And you felt unified in that. Uh, so I, I like that idea, but I'm probably going to watch this Mighty Ducks as like a binge one day type of thing. I'll just crank out all the episodes. Uh, uh, there's a couple other things under here. I know Percy Jackson, the Olympians is going to catch the eye of a lot of people. Uh, Stuck leather here in the in the comments says he can't he personally can't wait for it. Um, so there's that. You've got they're bringing back Swiss Family Robinson. They're bringing back Turner and Hooch. These are kind of interesting. Uh, this Beauty and the Beast I care very little about because I really don't care about following a prequel series of Gaston. So, although um, out of everything in that movie, that is probably one that that sounds interesting. I actually kind of would like to follow maybe a prequel of what happened with like. Uh, the beast and all the all the other people and living objects in the castle. Yeah, right after they first got turned, like when Lumiere is trying to get used to the fact he's a candlestick. Like I will, I would like yeah. to see that. I think that would be interesting. Yeah, and then uh, you this, got you also the, you also got this big shot, which that looks kind of yeah. interesting because uh, we know we're going to talk about. Uh, when, when, you, when you see that, that's I know you talked about on on the uh, PJ Campbell network where that might be like one of those things that gets people like looking back towards like the WNBA and because uh, because what is it in, in years past people kind of a lot of on the WNBA yeah a lot of people would dog on the WNBA for some reason it's not as it's not as uh it's to be taken seriously like the regular NBA and what whatnot. It's a bad time to read his comment and laugh on. on yeah, it was. <laughs> Dang it, Garth. <laughs> anyway, uh, so this this show could be really interesting because it could actually start. Uh, I don't want to use the term legitimizing because the WNBA is very legitimate already, it but was a, legitimizing it, was it for bag. some people. It was it was a punching bag in the sports world. 
yes, we know a little bit about sports, but yeah, it was it was usually referred to as a punching bag. Now, I never did that. I'm just saying. Yeah. But I heard it constantly. It was done socially in TV shows and movies. It was it was known as that. I think this is a step in the right direction for them. And I, I'm kind of here for that. I like that idea. Yep. And then this uh, mysterious bit of society got nothing to say on that. It just looks kind of interesting. The only thing I really like on that is Tony Hale playing the the dual role. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and I think hopefully if this show does well, this is going to be a big a big thing for Tony Hale to really just like get him out there because he's he's fantastic. Yeah. But um. And then you kind of move on to the National Geographic stuff. There's not a whole lot to talk about here, uh, just because like documentaries are typically not my forte. Some of them are usually pretty good, but that Cousteau one looks kind of interesting, though. Talking about Jacques Cousteau mm-hmm. uh, and his like his like first like deep sea dive and, and kind of just exploring underwater for the first time. Like underwater stuff is kind of fascinating, actually. And so, so they're doing so, a documentary about a guy that does documentaries. <laughs> Yeah, essentially. It's a documentary within a documentary. It's like four, four levels of documentary. It's like 16 documentaries right there. In documentaries. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff in, that's interesting in here. Uh, you know, you got that Limitless with Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Looks kind of interesting, but I don't know. Uh, what uh, real, I like. Real, real, real quick, going to this. They should have cast Colin Hanks in the Turner Hoot show. I mean, yeah. That's, that would be that's good. the definition of on the nose. Yeah. Uh, Nat Geo. Yeah. Uh, The one thing that I like here is they announced that Will Smith is going to be doing a show on National Geographic called Welcome to Earth. Speaking of on the nose. Yeah. Uh, So it still says that that's a working title. And I've actually seen this since it was announced that there's a little bit of an uproar in that they want to call this the show starring Will Smith based off of arguably one of his worst lines from Independence Day. Now, I say arguably because here's the thing. It might be a bad line, but it's it's an iconic line. You tell someone, you ask anyone off the street, you go walk down the streets of New York when there's no longer a pandemic, and you, you point at someone like you, say a quote from Independence Day. And they'll give you a couple of them, but I guarantee like probably about like at least eight out of 10 people are going to say, welcome to earth, or they're going to quote president Whitmore's entire speech and which good on them. Cause that speech is fantastic, <laughs> but yeah, they're probably going to say, welcome to earth. It's it, it, it. Disney went with that. That's why they released it as a working title. We are all familiar with that. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of like that. I'm more interested, though, and if you actually do take that up, if you actually go walk the streets and ask people, and if they say, welcome to Earth, then you need to kindly correct them and say that. He didn't actually say Earth. He said Earth. Earth. He actually pronounced it correctly. Stop. Stop with that nonsense. (laughs) Um... Uh, Let's get past that. What's content for Hulu and Star? The only thing I... Well, no. <laughs> the only the only thing I'll call out on that uh, that I think is interesting is that they're confirming a show of Why the Last Man, which was based off a uh, was a uh, was it Brian is it Brian K Vaughn, yeah. I believe 
uh, one of usually most everyone involved with comics will say it's one of the greatest comic graphic novel stories ever. And it's been like in development held for a TV show or movie or something. I believe mostly a TV show. Uh, it's nice to see that it's finally coming out. Uh, so kind of like that. Um, moving into, I'm going to skip some of this moving into FX. Uh, a couple of things I want to point out here. Uh, neither me nor my brother are fans of it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I tried uh, watching it same, and I was like, I just, I can't, I can't connect with it. I get why people do though. Like it, 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 it had some funny moments in it and I completely get that humor. I just, it, I, I can't connect with it at all. But whether I connect with it or not, I can at least acknowledge that what that it's been renewed for four seasons. That puts it at 18 seasons, the longest running sitcom in history. I think it that, that means it's beating out Ozzy and Harriet. So. Uh, that's that's a fantastic job on them. So I mean, good on yeah. good on them for the longevity of that. Of course, they only do seasons or like five episodes per season now, or something like that. So <laughs> the only other thing that's here that's actually kind of interesting looking is that they're making a a, a TV series out of Alien, though. Uh, that that would be fascinating, just because they're they're taking Alien and they're putting it within a Earth setting, which. You know, you saw that in like AVP, but who cares? Um, we're talking about that within the actual canon Alien uh, series, and that yeah, there's there's a good level of interest there. I think that's we're we're in this great renaissance. If I touch on that, and we're going to touch on it also with say like Star Wars and Marvel, where you're talking about movies that uh, can make great TV series, also uh, diving into deeper storylines and 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 kind of doing that episodic thing with them. Uh, I think that this is actually kind of the future, especially as we're looking into a lot of these being on streaming where they're going to, they're going to run with these movie studio budgets to create these TV shows. This is a, uh, this is something that we never dreamed of that TV could do back when we were younger. Cause you know, TV notoriously always had like the smaller budgets that could only accomplish so much. You know, I never thought I'd see like lightsaber fights in live action TV ever. Uh, and now we're we're getting that kind of stuff here pretty soon. But like an alien, like you, would you have imagined an alien TV series back in the day? No, no, no. just because because of the amount of special effects that would have to go into that. That's not something that would be scalable for television. Yeah. Um, and now, like you were saying, we're now reaching. We're in the point where like people are taking tv seriously and like the t tv is starting to become as much of an art form as a the theatrical motion pictures and that is fantastic because that means we're going to be inundated with content constantly it's not gonna stop alien is a great step forward because i know uh, a couple of things with this. First of all, this is a project that's being headlined by uh, Noah Hawley, uh, who did uh, Legion, uh, Fargo, um, and what was his movie? He did that movie with uh, Natalie Portman, Lucy in the Sky, which that didn't yeah. do too well. 
But so far, his TV projects have done phenomenal. Uh, Legion got a lot of critical acclaim. Uh, Fargo is still getting critical acclaim. Uh, I tried watching Legion, and that the show was just so weird. I couldn't get into it, but I did have to appreciate the fact that Noah Hawley was a huge Pink Floyd fan and therefore named one of his characters Sid Barrett. So absolutely got to love the guy for that. So I'll support him, even though if I can't get, quite get into the the vibe of the show. That and I'm not a big fan of the Legion character from uh, the X-Men comics anyway. So the best thing I think Legion ever did was create the Age of Apocalypse. But that's a side thing, and that's a topic for another time. Yep. Um, the other thing with Alien is that this show is primarily taking place on Earth, that the aliens are finally reaching Earth, and I believe this is going to be like in canon with at least the first two Alien movies. I don't know if it's going to be in canon with Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection, and probably definitely not canon with the AVP, uh, but... Aliens on Earth is something I've always wanted to see, and I think that's going to be phenomenal for what they could potentially do with it because they they said it's supposed to have the horror of Alien with the action of Aliens. Yeah. I'm here for it. <laughs> that will be one I do watch on a weekly basis. Yeah. Uh, moving on, as far as FX, I also... Were you done with Alien? I'm done with FX. Okay. Well, I, I do want to touch upon that there's a show that they're doing uh, about the Rolling Stones. I'm not a huge Rolling Stones fan, but I do appreciate what they what they mean to the music world. I, I might be curious in this. Again, might be a show I have to go and I binge later, but kind of curious about this. Uh, the Shogun one I've heard is really good. Um, I don't yes. really know anything about it except what was talked about on Pajukin, so... Um, so before we move on to the next thing, we got a Streamlabs in here from Garth saying, speaking of the National Geographic channel, I want to plug my friend, ugh, my friend Sam Sheridan's new show, Atlas of Cursed Places. Sam traveled the world exploring the legends of the Bermuda Triangle, Atlantis, Vlad the Impaler, etc. Watch the trailers and check it out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something to keep an eye out for. His friend doing. Yeah. I want to check that out, actually. Yeah. Sounds cool. <laughs> Welcome, Rachel. <laughs> yeah. We haven't gotten to the big ones yet. Um, We're going to hit one of them. Well, I might skip over that real quick. I don't want to skip over it because we might not get to it till later, and then we'd have to fast forward through it, and I want to spend. I do actually want to spend oh, some time on this one. So we might run into the Pajukin problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do that. So, Well, actually, let's hit that, big, what, that first big one now. We're talking about Lucasfilm. Wow. Uh, a cool things. Yeah, a couple cool things before we dive into the actual Star Wars. They're revisiting Willow again with Warwick Davis returning in the title role, so that's kind of neat. Uh, Willow, quick fun fact, is the first movie I remember seeing in the theater. Um, now, don't let that make you think you know how old I am if you don't happen to know how old I am, because it was years, I believe, before I saw movie theater. I don't know if it was Willow or if it was Follow That Bird. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've seen both in the theater. I remember Willow distinctly in the theater because I was freaking the F out during that movie. There was just some, like, Mad Mardigan, Val Kilmer as a pig. Yeah, that, that freaked me out. And then he also cut, like, this troll in half and it split open. You saw its insides. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Was not ready for gore at that time. 
So, uh, just to put it in perspective, uh, everybody, he is under 40. <laughs> oh, so far. For the longer. <laughs> um, so the other thing that they're doing is, uh, obviously, we've been talking about Indiana Jones for a while. They've been talking about doing this fifth Indiana Jones movie, and Harrison Ford is returning to the role with James Mangold directing. Uh, I believe that was something we talked about in our first episode of this show on this channel. Yeah. So cool to see that's still in the works and still happening. Um, I'm not a huge fan of uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, so I don't know how much I am interested in seeing a fifth Indiana Jones movie right now, but James Mangold has me slightly interested. So James Mangold has a good track record. Now, I say, I- I'll be honest, both, both of us are not huge fans of Logan. I think we, we we get logo, we get why people love it, but uh, I thought it was I thought it was pretty decent. Didn't connect, didn't connect with it as much as other people do. Yeah, uh, Ford versus Ferrari was fantastic, though. Love Ford versus Ferrari. That movie was so good. Uh, I I mean, even so, combine both of those: Logan, Ford versus Ferrari. I can see why James Mangold is doing this. I and think he's got kind of here for it. He's got the right. She stopped using that phrase. <laughs> I'm kind of here for it. Uh, he's got the right tone and everything to be able to pull off a uh, fifth Indiana Jones movie. So, yeah, definitely interested. Yeah. Uh, this Children of Blood and Bone. I don't know anything about it. It sounds interesting because it's an original piece. Can't go figure. Out of all of this, it's an original one, uh, except like uh, other than being based off a novel. Yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of curious as to what it might be. I need to really read and dive more into it, but could be potentially interesting. But he's here for it. But I'm here for it. <laughs> yep. But speaking of things that we're here for, Star Wars, that's the stuff that I really want to get into and talk about because... Are you here for it? Uh, I'm long past here for it. I'm, <laughs> I've been here for it. Uh, there's so much stuff coming down, down the uh, pipe that I'm so interested in. Uh, the first things they announced were were in the TV side uh, was the Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka, which are two spinoffs off of the Mandalorian, which, you know, our first thoughts obviously is, yes, give me Ahsoka right now. There's a reason why they casted Rosario Dawson in the role. A named individual, somebody that we know of, is playing this character. Of course, she's going to play the character in more than one TV show episode. Uh, so I am very much interested in seeing that. I think it's probably going to be a sequel series to uh, Star Wars Rebels, in which case we are seeing her still on the on the hunt for where did Ezra Bridger go? And that's why she's trying to find Thrawn and all of that. Uh, hopefully Sabine will also be with her in, in that story as well. So very interested in that because we know that right now with the Ahsoka stuff, uh, what happened with her in Rebels, it dives very deep into, uh, I mean, really, really deep Force lore, stuff that we have not seen in live action, even in the movies. So it's going to be interesting to see how they portray some of that stuff in live action on a TV show. Um, got any thoughts on Ahsoka? I have to catch up on Clone Wars and Rebels. Like, by time. here's the thing. Like, I I watched a little bit of Clone Wars so far. I know who Ahsoka is. I get the appreciation for Ahsoka, and I was right there with pretty much everybody when she popped up on Mandalorian. I was like, yes, 
Like, she looked phenomenal. She was fantastic. Just, oh, perfect chef's kiss. But, like, I really need to finish watching these shows so I can get, like, the deeper appreciation. I like seeing the fact that we've got a character that we've only seen in animated Star Wars so far in the live-action world. And the fact that you got Rosario Dawson to play her is just fantastic. Yeah. Uh, because I I know that Rosario Dawson herself has been dying to play Ahsoka since like what 2017 something like that for a while uh, yeah yeah so huge fan getting her to embody that ro- role is great uh, I've seen content lately now of Ashley Eckstein uh, I even get her name pronounce her name properly now I used to say Ashley Epstein but uh, I've seen images of her and I've listened to her like on YouTube and stuff. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I could see her playing Ahsoka as well because you get that voice as w- also. Yep. But I understand. Um, good Lord, Garth. <laughs> but uh, like, I understand uh, like why they got Rosario to do that. And guess where I'm at? I don't care. Uh, Rangers here. of the New Republic is... Uh, or it. I need to... Rangers of the New Republic is going to be a... Uh, come back. It's going to be a uh, show that I think is going to probably... I think we're thinking this is probably going to be like a... As of right now, a starring vehicle for uh, Gina Carano and the Cara Dune character. Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Here's what I'm hoping, actually, is that her character is just a reoccurring character every now and then for that show. Uh, she is kind of the driving force to push some other characters into it, but she remains stationed on, say, like Navarro, and that people like Finnick and Boba Fett get uh, roped up into the Rangers. They become Rangers for the New Republic to make amends for their past sins, and we're following them through the show. That I think would be sick, and then maybe we can see some like other bounty hunters and and whatnot in the Star Wars universe make a comeback, like Cad Bane, for instance. I would love to see Cad Bane. You still need to watch Clone Wars more. Um, that's yeah. that's kind of what I'm hoping for that show. But as of right now, I know that there's been talks of uh, Gina Carano doing a spinoff for for some time, and uh, who knows if that's still going to stay. By the way, so we're about to hit one hour and seven minutes into this. We're not going to cap off Disney in an hour and a half. <laughs> this isn't being done in an hour and a half. But moving on anyways. because yeah, Especially if you're not going to call it out. <laughs> yeah. Ah, just for funsies. Uh, yeah. I, like, I, I believe that, that's, that that scene from Mandalorian where she's talking to the rebel pilot. And he's like, we could really use a person like you. I believe yeah. that's where that was supposed to go. But... Who knows nowadays, uh, as far as I know, I, I don't want to dive into the controversy of Gina Carano, but I, I believe she's, from what I've gathered, uh, uh, some people have said that she's a crazy political person, or she yeah, has crazy wanna, political opinions. If you want to know, just go on Twitter. Yeah, or whatever the other like social media is for people who are like... Uh, I forgot what they called. I have no idea. I have no idea if she's on that. Just get on Twitter and read her tweets and you'll understand. Um, Uh, 
Anyways, so I, I have seen a lot of people saying that they refuse to watch that show if she has anything to do with it. So I don't know where Disney is really going to draw the line on that. They announced the show, but they obviously we know this was the show that Gina Carano was supposed to spin off into. But we have not gotten any confirmation from Disney if she's going to have really anything to do with this show. Yeah. So we'll see. We shall see. Uh, the other Star Wars TV shows coming out are the is they they showed a clip on on the Investor Day of Andor, so we're kind of see the behind the scenes of them setting up the uh, Cassian Andor prequel series, uh, which I believe this one and the Obi Wan one also, which I do want to talk about that too. I uh, believe are supposed to be like kind of one off series, only like maybe eight episodes and they're done, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So basically, just slightly longer movies. Uh, these these do sound interesting. I love the commitment they're making to some of these because it looks like they're using that that same the volume the the sound stage that they they shoot Mandalorian. They're using that for all of these shows, which I think is the future future for a lot of these shows too. And it just it just looks really interesting. Uh, but the biggest thing about Obi Wan is that we got confirmation that Hayden Christensen is coming back as Darth Vader. Yes, which is that's the one that threw me. I was like, yes. I want to know what he's been up to. I want to know how he's getting used to Darth Vader uh, costume. And I want to know if he's changed his opinion on sand. Well, sure. (laughs) (laughs) There's, there's that, there's that. And uh, there's thoughts on, on what we could see in this, in this show. Um, We might get the, uh, the, the next duel between Obi-Wan and Vader, which kind of, uh, it gives them the interaction that kind of leads to some of the stuff that Obi-Wan was saying within the, the uh, original uh, trilogy, like the Obi-Wan once thought as you did when he's talking to Luke, but we never got the interaction between Vader and Obi-Wan to lead Vader to saying something like that. So that can be interesting. But what I think a lot of us are really hoping for is some, maybe some flashbacks to the clone wars era, in which case we get to see Hayden Christensen, portraying the Anakin that we saw within the Clone Wars TV show, the actual like solid BA, you know, Anakin Skywalker in his prime kind of, kind of a situation. And that is the definition of I'm here for it. Um, By the way, for clarification, BA means bad acting. No, (laughs) no, it doesn't. (laughs) Anyways, beside the point. (laughs) So that's, it's going to be really interesting, especially since that apparently takes place like 10 years after uh, Revenge of the Sith. So, yeah, I like this. <laughs> Obi-Wan and done. <laughs> That's good. Pretty much. Um, um, still in Skarsgård and Fiona Shaw are in indoor Andor, indoor. That's Andor. amazing how close those are. Sam yeah. messes up his chest panel. Yeah, probably not. Um, the other thing here is uh, you get the uh, the Bad Batches is the Clone Wars spinoff, which I'm I'm invested in, interested in. Uh, so that looks kind of cool. Um, Star Wars Visions, which we said was kind of like the Animatrix only for Star Wars. Which, if y'all seen, if y'all haven't seen the Animatrix, if you're a fan of the Matrix series at all, especially because we have Matrix Four coming to you straight on HBO Max or a movie theater, but it's on HBO Max soon uh check out animatrix because it's really good and i'm not even like an anime fan 
Star Wars Visions looks like it's going to be in the same vein of that, and I'm kind of curious as to where how that might go. Yeah. So, um, a droid story, which looks like it's going to be a show from C-3PO and R2-D2's point of view. Okay. Fun. Uh, I, I need to see exactly what the idea is on that, but Acolyte, the Acolyte, could be interesting because that supposedly is coming at the end of the high Republic era. So around uh, the time when Yoda was a little bit younger, but still, uh, still within the, you know, the order of the Jedi and having a whole show just based around the Jedi is going to be, is going to be very fascinating, especially during that time period and era. You yeah. See the rise of the Sith around there too. I'm kind of hoping that we see something like with Darth, Darth Plagueis and young Palpatine because awesome. I feel like that could be really interesting. Uh, the big one from this one, though, that I like, other than the Obi-Wan and Ahsoka, I think were the other two big ones, is the announcement of a Lando show. And I'm hoping this is going to take place within the same timeline as Solo because easily... Easily, uh, Childish Gambino was the best part of that of that movie. Donald Glover. <laughs> Donald Glover was like the best part of the solo movies because he did a fantastic job playing Billy D. Williams as Lando, and yeah. I'm I definitely want to see more of that. So, I mean, who knows? Because they didn't confirm that he's back as Lando. Um, they didn't confirm the that Billy D. Is, though. Yeah, they didn't confirm that Billy D is a part of it, so we don't know if one or both may be coming back in some capacity. So that could be uh, that could be very, very interesting. Which I think is our choice word for a lot of the stuff. Is that looks interesting? So Lando and Abed in the morning. <laughs> uh, the, last, the last things to touch on in terms of Star Wars is that we saw that uh, they confirmed Taika Waititi is working on uh, some Star Wars movie project. Uh, they showed. Just like kind of like a uh, an image wasn't like an actual image, but it was more like production art for it in the background. In which case, you saw this like weird triangular diamond shaped uh, vessel or something of some sort flying in space. Which uh, a lot of us are thinking that might be related to say Mortis. Uh, which again, if you watch Clone Wars, you'll you'll know that whole that whole arc within Clone Wars of the. Uh, the father, the daughter, and the son, and all that, which is again deep, deep force lore. So if that's if that's what that that is actually representing, and they're and they're doing that for a movie, that's it's going to be asking a lot for for the Star Wars audiences out there to to kind of dive into. But uh, I'm interested in it because Taika Waititi. That's it, Taika yeah. Waititi. Uh, um, the other the other thing in that though that they did show and let me see if I can do this because I don't really I don't ever typically do this but um dang it stop it uh where is it I kind of showed the logo yeah we don't have time got to move on uh they showed the uh, logo no, no, no. yeah that's they showed, they showed the logo for it which kind of looked uh like very. They, yeah, there's like a very like 80s Star Wars kind of comic run vibe to it. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting. So anyways, 
Um, there's that, and then they made the announcement that Patty Jenkins is doing a Rogue Squadron movie, which uh, she had that whole that whole trailer kind of telling her story and telling her connection with her her father flying planes and, and whatnot. Um, and it sounds like we're getting essentially a Top Gun in space kind of a story with with uh, with the squadron there, and that that's got a lot of people excited. That's got me excited because. Uh, that's that's kind of a side of Star Wars that we really haven't dived into. I mean, you always saw a piece of it within the actual movies, but you didn't like dive into the stories of the actual other pilots and kind of yeah. and, and how they how they rose up the ranks and everything. So that's going to be kind of a really interesting. It sounds like it's going to be a lot more of a personal story too, which again we're here for. Um, moving on to. Walt Disney Studios motion pictures. Uh, so we're going to kind of breeze through some of this one. Yes, they're making a Hocus Pocus too because fans love Hocus Pocus. It's a cult film. Three Men and a Baby. That might be interesting. Kind of see what they do. Cheaper with the cheaper by the dozen. I like this in so much that they're diversifying the cast. Uh, kind of curious as to what they may actually do with that. So yeah. Uh, the big one I want to get to though is Sister Act 3. Uh, I love the Sister Act series. I both of the the original two are fantastic. I love them. I am ready for Sister Act three because you know it makes me want to shout. I'm not gonna sing. Uh, <laughs> Sister Act. It's becoming a habit. Absolutely, I love that. Um. I love I, like I love the Sister Act movies. They've done very well. I'm eager to see Whoopi Goldberg back as uh, Sister Mary Clarence, Dolores Van Cartier. I'm curious as to what they could do with it. <laughs> there goes my life. I stopped singing Garth. It's okay. Chris, go back to your computer. Uh, eager for Sister Act three. That I'm just saying. I I, I want to see it. I'm eager for it. Um, I don't know what else they could do. Uh, I made the joke over on Pajukin that <laughs> this is going to be like the, the new coming of age for Kathy and the Jamie, who was in both the first two Sister Act movies and the original Hocus Pocus. And she's probably going to be back in both of these movies again. So uh, eager to see that. Uh, Disney Plus Projects revealed... Okay, so they're doing a uh, so it's a film. I, I originally, I guess, I originally read it as a TV show, but a film of Chippendales Rescue Rangers. This is one thing I like about what Disney Plus is doing that you you could take these Disney properties where, like, say, uh, for example, Aladdin. The Aladdin movie came out in ninety two. And it, yeah, it, it it was so so well received that they made two direct to video movies, but then they also made a a cartoon TV show about it. When something like that was popular, it would primarily be spun off into a TV show, but it would go at that time during the nineties. It would be spun off into what was called the Disney Afternoon. 
In which case, it wasn't given like a high end of quality to it. Um, I think that like one of the major ones, like some of the major ones you did have, obviously like DuckTales. DuckTales was the anchor of the Disney afternoon. Anyone who's anyone watched DuckTales and loved them. But your other ones that you had were Chippendales Rescue Rangers and Tailspin and Darkwing Duck. Um Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, I, I really, really liked. And I like this idea of a hybrid live action movie, uh, especially because you've got like John Mulaney, Andy Samberg, and apparently uh, Seth Rogen is going to have some kind of a cameo. And I originally thought he's going to be like uh, Monterey Jack, if y'all are familiar with the cartoon at all. Uh, but it sounds like it, he, his role is more of just a cameo, so probably not Monterey Jack. Anyways, as long as they keep the theme song, I am A-OK with this project. Yeah. Um, it'd, be a, it'd be a fun one with John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. Yeah. Pinocchio. I loved the Pinocchio cartoon as a kid. It was on the same VHS tape that we had... Uh, Mary Poppins recorded. So I would usually spend every weekend watching Pinocchio and Mary Poppins. Uh, so I'm eager to see this. I know we've gotten a couple of like Pinocchio adaptations. Um, some of them good and uh, some of them really not that good. Life, life, all of life is not that beautiful. Just saying. Um but this one I have, like, it's directed by Robert Zemeckis, starring Tom Hanks, who I'm going to guess is playing Geppetto, which is weird because Geppetto really didn't have a huge role in the cartoon. He was there at the beginning and periodically throughout the movie and then a little bit at the end, and that was it. So kind of curious as to how, how they expand his role because you know Tom Hanks has to be the focal point of that movie. Yeah. Other than Pinocchio. Um. Uh so you got Peter Pan and Wendy there. It's another Peter Pan movie. Yep. Um, I like the idea of Jude Law as Captain Hook. That sounds like really good, like uh, really good casting. But otherwise, like I'm really burnt out on Peter Pan movies. Oh, I will time y'all out in the chat. I will literally time you out. I don't even care. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll, I'll I'll do it on Twitter. How about that? If I if I post it on Twitter, would y'all like that? Much better. Because you know I could sing that <laughs> that whole theme. Um, and then Disenchanted. I know that's Enchanted was one of those movies. I think like everyone and their mom were saying we need a sequel to this movie. This was one of the movies like always always came up whenever people were saying we need a sequel to it, and they finally announced it. I'm not a huge fan of Enchanted, uh, but it was a cute movie. I've seen it a couple of times. It was cute. It, okay. It stars our sister. I'm in for it. Yeah. In I mean, anything to help our sister out, though. I'm both into it and here for it. I'm in for it. There's a new one, guys. We're, we're saying in for it now. <laughs> uh, the rest of this stuff, uh, I can take it or leave most of this. Obviously, you know, we already knew we were getting a little mermaid. Uh, I didn't know that the Lion King was going to be a prequel. Yeah. That's kind of, I thought it was going to be a sequel to the, to the, uh, the, the live action Lion King. I'd say that loosely. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, Barry Jenkins coming, come coming in for that one. So that will be cool. 
Um, yep, rest of the stuff is uh, is there. Uh, there's the big one is the Raya and the Last Dragon is going to be doing the Disney Plus premiere access. It's going to be the next movie to do that premiere access in March. And I believe it's also going to be doing the uh, the movie theater release as well. Sorry, I'm 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 feeling I'm feeling rough right now actually. Um anyway. Oh. So that's gonna be that's gonna be both. <laughs> I have to Twitter on Twitter first. <laughs> True. Uh, I'm getting better, I would say. Um anyways, yeah, some of that an animated night at the museum sounds weird, but okay. Uh animated diary diary of a wimpy kid wasn't that familiar. Uh I like Here's the thing I like about this Ice Age one is this is probably one of the first ones, I believe, that was a Fox Movies property that is being immediately absorbed into Disney and turn around and a movie's being cranked out. Yeah. Uh, so that's like the first sign of that. Uh, this Greek freak about NBA, I don't know anything about that. Uh, Rain on the Last Dragon, I don't know anything about that as right. well. Uh, yeah, along with uh, some of these other ones, this Encanto. Um, sounds it's got like Lin Manuel Miranda on it. Yeah, that's why it sounds like it's going to be good because it's got Lin Manuel Miranda. So I mean, winner right there, right off the bat. Uh, I I know they released. I think they just released a trailer like a day ago or something like that, or some kind of footage about it. I need to go back and watch it. I just haven't had the time yet, but um, that's something I I, I would want to check out. These other ones that they're talking about, I guess these are all TV shows that they're doing, mm-hmm. like TV show spinoffs, Zootopia Plus, uh, Tiana, yeah. Moana, and Baymax. Could be interesting. Some of those, uh, some of those, I feel like I connected with more than others. Um, like I wasn't a big Moana fan. I, the music was cool again, Lin Manuel Miranda. But this is this is again where we differ because I am absolutely very interested in a Moana show because I loved Moana. I thought it was a great movie. Um, but I'm I'm into a Baymax show because I yeah. liked Big Hero Six, and Baymax was a great character. Yep, trying to do the yeah. Let's move on to Pixar. This. You got anything else real quick before we move on to Pixar? Nope. Um, so the first thing is that Pixar is doing a TV show called Win or Lose, which is the first ever uh, long-form series that Pixar has ever done. Uh, wow, and it's debuting in February 2023. They announced that one way far in advance, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, following a middle school softball team in the week leading up to their championship game and each episode is told from the perspective of a different character that's kind of cool so you're getting like different episodes uh, told from different perspectives so that's that's a that's a again like Pixar is filled with original ideas and really cool original ideas so there you have one for the TV the TV side of things mm-hmm. um, and then they announced was it a couple. They announced a few movies here. Uh, we've got Luca that's coming in theaters for next summer. Um, so you got Turning Red, which is an interesting one. It's kind of this, this girl uh, turns into like a giant red panda. It's basically the Hulk with a girl turning into a red panda instead of Hulk. Yeah. Uh, and then the big one for me would be Lightyear, which which you have 
the story is essentially the character of Buzz Lightyear that the toy of Buzz Lightyear was based off of. So you have an actual like quote unquote real Buzz Lightyear. I don't know if it's if it's supposed to be like a real guy or if it's supposed to be just like a a, a TV show character that the toy was based off of. That's but. so so the way the way it was worded is that the toy of Buzz Lightyear was based off of a movie within the Toy Story universe. Yeah. This is that movie. So, so we have like a fantastic <laughs> beast kind of thing. We're yeah, we're we're ignoring the fact that the Toy Story universe exists and we're seeing just that movie that played for like Andy and his mom and Bonnie's parents and whatnot, they, they have uh, for all intents and purposes, they have already seen this movie because Buzz Lightyear is already a thing in that universe. Now we get to see that movie as well. So I, I don't expect like any real connection to uh toy story at all in this no. movie as far as i know this is a real movie about this space ranger buzz lightyear of space command star command star command it's been a while uh yeah this going to infinity and beyond this to me looks like uh if you watch go back and watch toy story 2 uh woody was based off the character of woody the sheriff from woody's yeah. roundup um, and so they already explored the idea that these these toys come from TV shows and movies before, which is which is kind of fascinating. The interesting thing is that Chris Evans is going to be doing his voice, and they're not bringing in Tim Allen for this because it's not it's still not really based off of the Buzz Lightyear toy. So they could they can move on with a different a different uh, a different voice actor. So that'll yeah. be that'll be an interesting one to see. Um, I know they're also doing a bunch of like shorts and stuff. Mm-hmm. They kind of showed off some of them. They're doing a Cars one, the Doug days based off of the dog Doug from from the Up Up movie. So that'll be that'll be adorable. Um, I think we've actually gotten to our last our last one, which is going to be uh, the MCU Marvel. Well, if, you, if you like to vamp for just a minute. Interact with the chat. Chat, what do y'all think of all this so far? Let us know your thoughts. Yeah. Why is my, like, when I'm not here, why is it a picture of you? I have have mine set for me. I guess you don't have one set. Interesting. But why is it automatically default to you? Not not like, this is this is an awesome picture of you. I I, I, yeah. I get it, but it's because I created the stream. Go do your thing. Oh. <laughs> um yeah, this there's a lot of just like really good stuff that's coming out of this. So much stuff that I'm just like super interested in seeing and checking out. Uh I don't know how much of it I will probably be watching in the long run. Um but definitely a lot of a lot of stuff for a nice variety of, of of people. But what are you guys thinking? What do you get? Let me know in the chat. What are you guys thinking about a lot of the stuff right now? Because uh, I know that you know there's a lot of the stuff is is aimed, of course, for kids still. But there's definitely still a lot of things. You know, you're talking about Marvel. You're talking about Star Wars that have just a wide range of audience uh because so much of us have watched you know a lot of these movies and a lot of the a lot of the uh 
the stuff that came before we read comic books and all that. So there's a lot of connection for a lot of this stuff for us. So what do you, what do you guys think? What are, what are you, what are you most excited for? There's a oh, huge yeah. like nostalgia factor in this too. Yeah. See, Garth is excited for star Wars and Marvel stuff. Of course, like that is, that's, those are kind of like the two big things that everybody was on about uh, when this, when all these announcements were made. I mean, like the nostalgia stuff of it, you're hitting Mighty Ducks, Sister Act 3, Chippendale's Rescue. You're speaking directly to my soul with these. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's the thing, and we kind of glossed over this one. We yada yada over it real quick, but uh, like Swiss Family Robinson was about a family that kind of like uh, Gilligan's Island its way onto an island, and they created like uh, their entire house like up in the trees and stuff. It's kind of cool looking. Uh, the original movie was was kind of intriguing. They did a, uh, at least at Disney World, I know there was a part where you could go like walk through the Swiss Family Robinson's treehouse, and we yeah. did that. And it was a long walk up in the trees, and I'm scared of heights, and I just wanted to get out of there and go on the stupid Jungle Cruise, which there's a movie of that finally coming out eventually as well. Which we all forgot about that was supposed to come out this year, but whatever. Yeah. Um, all right, so I want to get into this MCU stuff, and I, I don't want to like rush through it, but I kind of want to, you know, move at a decent pace through a lot of this stuff. Uh, well, so. a lot of this, a lot of this they had already talked about, so I mean, some of this we can we can kind of gloss over like a little bit of it. Uh, Blade, they didn't say anything new about Blade. Uh, Doctor Strange, we already knew that was directly connected to WandaVision. We, uh, I, I think, and got, they, the confirmation, and got the confirmation that Spider Man was also connected too. Yeah. Uh, no new information really about Eternals other than it's being pushed to November. Uh, Loki, we got a trailer of. Hawkeye, we got the, the even though we've seen the pictures, we got the official confirmation of uh, Hailey, 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 Hailey uh, Steinfeld as. Um, Man, I'm trying to rush through it and I'm dropping names. Uh, Kate Bishop, not Hawkeye's daughter. Totally different person. Uh, We got nothing from Shang-Chi. Not really anything from Thor. Uh, They just just, uh, really, really for a lot of these, they just announced like their release dates and everything. Confirmed some stuff like with Thor, they've got Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. Yeah, they did that one. But she's a very uh, Voldemort looking kind of guy. So it's going to be interesting to see how they how they do that. But. Uh, real quick, the uh, a lot of these trailers, like say like the WandaVision and the Loki trailer, didn't really give across exactly what the stories are about. I mean, so many WandaVision trailers have come through, and I still have no clue what that show's about, but it looks absolutely fascinating. And I'm kind of interested to see what they're doing with it that connects with and changes the, the scope of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe in and of itself anyway. And then the Loki one just looks like it's all over the place. Uh, WandaVision we know is going to involve some kind of alternate reality. And I said it on Pajukin. I'm willing to bet that it's going to involve uh, Agatha Harkness, which those of y'all familiar with the comics, she's a witch that kind of helps train uh, Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, to use her powers. I I, I kind of believe, and it, nothing has been confirmed, I think it's still a rumor, but I kind of believe that Agatha Harkness is actually their neighbor, Catherine Hahn, in this show. So that's what I'm kind of looking forward to with that. Loki, we got the first trailer for that, and that he's working 
he he basically has been captured by the was it Time Variance Authority, basically Time Cops minus Jean Claude Van Damme, and this could be really interesting. Like I kind of like the idea of this, especially because you have Owen Wilson in there, and let's all uh, since I mentioned I've invoked the name of Owen Wilson, let's all do everything that we're thinking in three, two, one. Wow. wow. Yeah, okay. Not really on time, but whatever. Uh, for me. Think of that Loki trailer. Uh yeah, Loki looks looks interesting. Um it looks like they're kind of taking this and uh some of these mysterious figures amongst history that we've that we've only heard of but we don't really know the identities of. It looks like they're actually kind of placing them as Loki was those was those individuals and characters. Uh, you saw, I can't remember his name, but the, the guy who jumped out of the plane and ran away with like a ton Steve of Cooper. money. Yeah. Yeah. You saw him get away and yeah, th- that's it. Uh, that, that I think is interesting where it's like, we don't know anything about this guy. We've, he, he, he was able to like get away clean or what, whatever. And it's like, Oh, well it was, it's cause it was Loki. That's why we don't know anything about him. So that kind of stuff is, is kind of interesting to me. Um, I, I want to again. I want to see, you know, because I hear, I hear there's like bigger connections also with this. Uh, I want to say that somebody saw um, saw King the Conqueror, who, if you know that character, he's he deals with time, and and he's also apparently going to be in the uh, third Ant Man and the Wasp movie, Quantum Mania. Uh, so it looks like he's also connected to the Loki series in some way. So that's that's going to be that's going to be really fascinating if they actually are putting the time and dedication into that character. There could be a lot of really cool stuff that come out of that. I know we did like a whole, uh, we did a whole tagline episode with him as kind of like part of the, the main topic of that show. So go check that one out. If you haven't seen it yet. Um, they did kind of like, yeah, yeah, yada their way through the fact that Kane could potentially be the next like Thanos with the character you. The character within the comics has the propensity to, to to be that kind of a big character. Uh, they didn't really highlight or talk about that at all because I just don't think they're ready to talk about that kind of stuff yet. But I would love to see them kind of again take that character that seriously. So, mm-hmm. uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier looks really good. Uh, looks like a, like a spy thriller type of TV show. Uh, I really like the uh, the the weight that Sam. The, the Falcon has on being able to take up the shield and carry it. And he kind of doesn't feel worthy of it, so to speak. So that's kind of cool. I like um, Zemo. Baron Zemo is back in that. Baron um, Zemo looks good. Cause I, lo- I love Daniel Brule ever since yeah. Inglorious Bastards. I've loved him and like everything I've seen him in. Um, And then you've got the, uh, the what if series. I'm very interested in this cause it's, they're bringing the actual like MCU actors back to do the voices of, of characters in like alternate realities. And we're being, we're being guided through these alternate realities by Uatu, the watcher who's finally able to make an MCU appearance mm-hmm. um, and being voiced by Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Wright. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that I think is a, a fantastic uh, casting decision for, for, for him there. So that's gonna be that's gonna be a really fun one, especially because it's it's also the uh, I think the last time we ever will get to hear or see uh, Chadwick Boseman portraying T'Challa within within that show. 
Yeah. Um, so I'm doing like what Garth was saying, uh, that just Google Kang and Loki and you'll see images. And I'm seeing like a lot of it. It looks like they're referring to uh, Richard E. Grant is playing Kang in oh. the Loki TV show. Interesting. I mean, uh, here's here's the thing. Kang the Conqueror has had multiple, multiple uh, appearances. He is definitely a shapeshifter. Um, yeah. I, I think, I, I definitely think it's possible. But. Yeah, I'll have to have to see because that's something that's something to wait for confirmation. Yeah. Um. They now they were talking about and announcing the She-Hulk and Moon Knight shows. Uh, didn't talk about the cast in Moon Knight, but for She-Hulk, they confirmed that Tatiana Maslany is going to be portraying uh, She-Hulk, which will be cool. And that they're also bringing back Tim Roth's Abomination and bringing Mark Ruffalo's Hulk into it, Bruce Banner, which makes sense because she is Bruce Banner's cousin, I believe. So, mm-hmm. so of course, it's going to be there. And then uh, Kevin Feige. Beca- she becomes She-Hulk because of a blood transfusion from Bruce Banner. Yeah. And then the the fun thing is that Kevin Feige was talking about because uh, she represents superheroes in the courtroom as she's a lawyer that you never know who you're going to see, what other uh, characters you might see pop up in the show, which, you know, a lot of us could take that at face value and say there's going to be like a lot of cool like superheroes that we know about will pop up in, in the show at, at some point. But then there's also the one that everybody is hoping makes a comeback into the MCU, and that would be Matt Come on, Murdoch. come on, come on, come on, Daredevil. Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, so Garth is going to dislike the video. Uh, Matt Murdock's Daredevil is coming back into it. And... Right. Uh, and if that happens, I hope that Vincent D'Onofrio repli- reprises the role of Kingpin at some point within something, somewhere. Yes, please. Uh, and then they talked about some Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. They got a holiday special, which they're filming at the same time as... Uh, they're shooting the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and so that'll be that'll be cute. Um, and then it looks like uh, I Am Groot. Uh, it's a series of original shorts for I Am Groot. So a bunch of little, little short, little short shorts for little baby Groot, uh, which will it's probably going to be aimed more for our younger audience. But we're going to watch it anyways. <laughs> might check it out. It'll be fun. Uh, I do like again Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Sounds intriguing so they re- they recasted cassie lang for this one they went with katherine newton uh which is telling me and it, that's what it told me on thursday when i first heard it and it's been confirmed since then that marvel is going the route of really bringing cassie lang in to play stature so therefore they wanted to go with an actress who has more more of a resume under her. She has more experience on being able to take a lead like that in which Catherine Newton has been doing a fantastic job with detective Pikachu and freaky uh, that she's, she's potentially capable of being able to hold on to a role like this and doing very well with it. So, yeah, I think what's, what's fascinating about that is uh, we don't have like an actual, I believe release date for that third Ant-Man yet. Um, and so uh, no, they did. They did gave they? the release year. Was it twenty twenty three or twenty twenty two? I think it's twenty twenty two. Okay, so that's that's what is kind of interesting to me is because 
if you go back to Endgame, Endgame is supposed to take place, I believe, in 2023. Uh, it was five years later from, from I believe, Infinity War. So that's, yeah, that should be around around that time. We're basically playing catch-up in the MCU, and now that the MCU is being delayed, <laughs> we're playing even more catch-up. So that's what that's what's fascinating to me is that they could have portrayed Cassie Lang as still just a little bit older than than she was within uh, Endgame when she mm-hmm. made her appearance in Avengers Endgame. So that could be the explanation for recasting too. So we'll see. Uh, some uh, of this we don't know anything about. Armor Wars we know it's going to involve like I guess people taking the Iron Man armor. It stars Don Cheadle as Rhodey again, War Machine. Um, this was uh, this was based off of a storyline in the comics, but in that storyline, Tony Stark was very much alive. So, kind of curious as to where that one might go, especially because Robert Downey Jr. has said that he's pretty much done with anything he needs to do as uh, Tony Stark Iron Man. Uh, and then you have that Iron Heart, uh, which, uh, if, based off the comics, again, this is about Riri Williams taking up the Iron Man mantle. Uh, I, I, now, here's the thing: like, unfortunately, I've had to stop reading comics over the past couple of years or so, so I don't know too much about her. But I've seen the images of Riri and the actress that they have playing her. Uh, Dominique Thorne looks exactly like her from the images I've seen. She looks perfect, and I am right in my room sure. talking about it because I'm here for it. Anyways, it's interesting. Like you know, you know they were going to do that because uh, somebody needed to take up the Iron Man side. They want to keep Iron Man as a character, and so they're just like, "How do you do that without like saying Tony Stark is back and now he looks different? Why does he look like Tom Cruise all of a sudden? I don't know." Um, so they were going to uh, they were going to introduce a new character who could have their own suit of armor too. So might as well do might as well do that with a character that exists within the actual comic book universe. So that'll be yeah. that'll be cool to see. Um, again, a lot of the movies we already talked about, Black Widow is still supposed to come out. Shang-Chi got bumped up and is going to be coming out before Eternals now. Uh, you still got Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. <clears throat> Interesting one was uh, Black Panther 2. Uh, they confirmed that they do not want to recast uh, T'Challa. They don't want to put a new person in the role of T'Challa. Uh, and they were saying that's out of respect to... Um, to Chadwick Boseman, which I think is a, it, it's, it's a nice announcement to be able to make right now. Uh, you know, some time has passed now, so we can now start looking at, okay, what is Black Panther 2 going to be about? We know that Ryan Coogler's already uh, hard at work writing it. Uh, and so I think a lot of us expect that maybe uh, Shuri is going to be taking up the role of Black Panther within that, within that movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe. No. <laughs> uh, no, I think I think she still is. I think she still could, uh, despite everybody. A lot of people say controversial stuff on Twitter all the time, and everything's fine. So I have uh, yet to say anything controversial on Twitter, unless you really don't think Rent is a Christmas movie. Then that was controversy abound. Um, so uh, that's something I still I, I still think we could see happen is uh, Shuri's taking up the role because again, Shuri has been Black Panther within the comics as well. Or maybe they uh, they have Winston Duke 
do it, or maybe they bring Michael B. Jordan from an alternate dimension since we're doing dimension stuff now. Uh, maybe he comes in and, and takes up the role. We'll see. But it's interesting um, stuff there, too. Uh, then you got Captain Marvel, too, which we saw... Uh, is it Monica Rambeau? Is that the, is yes. that the daughter? Yeah. Yes. The so mom Monica was Rambeau. Maria. Maria, yeah, okay. So Monica Rambeau, uh, we're seeing her make her first appearance within... Um, one division and she's going to be coming back she's playing uh we got monica rambo is is older now uh because some time has passed since she was a youngin back in the back in the earlier days of uh the first captain marvel movie uh but what's really interesting is i've also got kamala khan is going to be in this also bouncing in from her from her own show miss marvel uh, that one's really cool because I love the uh, casting process they went through to actually cast uh, Kamala Khan in for that show. They kind of found somebody who was just who's just now making their start, and just seeing the video of her just being so excited when they announced when they told her that, "Yep, you've been casted," and they've got Kevin Feige's there and like all these other people, all these producers, everything. She's like, "Ah, freaking out! That's so cool." Uh, I'm I'm really interested in and seeing and seeing that. Uh, that that show and then her coming into Captain Marvel too because Captain Marvel is that character's like hero so which you think you she would have just been freaked out just by being on a Zoom call with all those people to begin with whether she got the part or not they're like oh my god there's all these like MCU people whose names I've seen pop up in credits and stuff that would yeah. be that's amazing yeah um the other one I want to touch upon before we get to like the big one. Uh, they talked about a secret invasion TV show. Uh, this is something they've been leading up to with like the scrolls in Captain Marvel. Uh, when they first saw the, they first showed the scrolls, we're all thinking, oh, they're gonna do secret invasion next as the big storyline after uh, the Infinity Gauntlet, and they're going the TV show route with it, which is telling me. This isn't as big of a TV show as we are, or, or a, a storyline as we originally thought the MCU was going to be hinging upon. Uh, so we're going into the role. Secret Invasion is about like all the superheroes. Everyone has quietly been replaced by scrolls, and they're trying to conquer Earth. Kind of an interesting setup. We've already seen this in like what looks like Nick Fury working with the scrolls trying to set up Sword in outer space. Um, so uh, like a lot of the movies have already like planted the seeds of like where this is potentially going. So curious, curious as to what they could do with that. Especially with Sam Jackson and, uh, and Ben Mendelsohn coming back in yeah. there as well. So uh, I don't know. this whole time has been a scroll that we didn't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, It'll be it'll be really cool because I, I think yeah for sure they're definitely they're definitely tackling that storyline from a different perspective. Uh, we we might just see like scrolls in the day to day life kind of a thing, and they're they've got to bring them into the fold or what have you. I don't know what it's going to look like or what it's really going to be about. You know, I don't think we see scrolls posing as Captain America or Iron Man. Obviously, I don't think we we are diving that deep into it. But kind of curious, kind of mm -hmm. really curious. And uh, Garth is right. I am definitely a scroll, and this human form is not working for me anymore. Yeah. 
But on this to the big one. The big one. Uh, so they've already announced. Uh, Kevin Feige already announced before that the that Marvel Studios is looking at ways of bringing in the Fox the Fox owned properties, namely X Men and Fantastic Four. We got the full on confirmation that Fantastic Four is the one of those two that they're primarily focusing on. In so much that they also went ahead and they got John Watts to come in as director for it. I'm interested um, in that. That's a that's a good choice. That's a good choice based on what he's done so far with the Spider-Man movies. That is a fantastic choice because Fantastic Four does not have a good track record. Um, Fan four stick. Yeah. I believe, like, here's the thing, like, going back and watching the Roger Corman 94 one, it actually is better than Fan4Stick, I would say. Uh, but still, not that good. Uh, and then, of course, you got the two uh, Tim Story uh, Fantastic Four movies, which the first one, okay, it was a fun movie, but... Good attempt, good attempt. It was, yeah, it was a nice attempt. There's definitely some stuff that could have been improved upon. Uh, namely, uh, what's-his-face's voice as Dr. Doom was not good. And I can't believe I, I could. Huh? Yeah. Like, Julian McMahon. McMahon. I can't believe I forget his name because I was a huge Nip Tuck fan when that was out in the 2000s. Um, but, yeah, his voice just doesn't... It, it was, he was fine as Victor Von Doom with the mask on terrible voice behind that mask yeah uh so there's a lot of stuff in the fantastic four that needs redeeming badly and i in feige we trust i believe that this is going to be the awesome fantastic four movie we've all expected it to be yeah but we're allowed to reserve judgment until we actually see the movie and we're like mm. yeah i mean Thor the Dark World could be beaten. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just ready for a Doctor Doom done right. And I believe, yeah, within the MCU, within Marvel Studios, they will finally get Doctor Doom correct. So, yeah. He's he's a villain. Again, he could be a Thanos-level villain himself as well. So I am eager to see Doctor Doom finally be the imposing villain that he should have been in these other movies and wasn't. Yeah. Plus, who knows? Silver Surfer and Galactus could be around the corner as well. Oh, and I'm eager for that. Silver Surfer was one of my favorite comic book characters growing up. So I like my Galactuses as not clouds. Absolutely. Uh, so that's it. That's our that's our Disney run through. Oh, we did it. We didn't run through as fast as we, I was hoping we'd run through. But I mean, pff, let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> that was a lot of stuff. Um. And we've had like almost an entire week to think about it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to do it for movie news. Uh, let's wrap this thing up. Any of y'all in the chat, y'all have any other comments and stuff y'all want to say? Uh, let's get them out there as we wrap this up. Uh, going back real quick while we wait for that. Uh, again, this past weekend was the Schmodown Spectacular. Uh, and the free agency is now open. So I encourage you, if you are fans of us, if you would like to see me and my brother's continued presence in the Schmodown itself, 
please make sure you are tweeting out that hashtag draft cinefanatics on top of that if i am asking you please if you can grab a quick video of yourself i don't need anything else except just y'all saying like in say do it on your phone you can do it in profile for all i care that's fine uh just a quick like draft cinefanatics that's all i need uh, if y'all can post that, post that up to Twitter, put it on the social medias. I need videos of people supporting us. So throw that out there. That would be fantastic. I'm working on a project right now, and those might be very useful for that project. You will find out more about this later. Uh, so yes, uh, thank you for your continued support of us on the Drafts and the Fanatics anyways. We hope some big things are going to be coming, and we've got a lot more to come as well. Yep. In the meantime, if you guys, again, aren't already on our Patreon, you're going to want to head over there and at least get on that $1 tier because that's going to give you access to our Discord. We just started it. We're just kind of getting the feels because we, we don't have actual too much discord experience uh we've been connected with some discords but haven't had too much interaction on them we are really wanting to create an actual good community over there of people who just love movies want to talk about movies all sorts of stuff uh if you hop on that discord you'll see some other stuff that we might be working on that i specifically am trying to work on and build up towards the future so we will we will see uh just hop on hop on that discord hop in the patreon on that dollar tier at least and you'll you'll get access to that and hopefully we can build this awesome great community with all of you guys and do some really cool stuff over there as well um speaking of patreon we do have a movie watch along that is coming up pretty soon um i don't know what is today's tuesday i don't know if we're gonna we might try to uh knock out a christmas movie maybe this weekend if we can I'm not sure what it is, but uh, those of y'all that are Patreon members, uh, as long as you're on the $5 tier on up, you can join us for that watch along. Is there a Christmas movie you want to see us watch? Drop it into the Discord. Go put it in any, I guess, like the Sweet Sweet Hangs channel on the Discord. Let's talk about it real quick. Let's see if we can nail something down for this weekend. If y'all are available, there's a movie y'all want to watch with us. Let's put it out there. What movie do you want to see? Anything Christmas-related, I'm game for. Even if you want to watch Die Hard, even though it's absolutely not Christmas-related, let's watch it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, it is Christmas-related, uh, at least. Caveat is this uh, This movie needs to be streaming somewhere, which I believe Die Hard is on HBO Max right now. So uh, yeah. that is one thing is we, we want to do it streaming so we don't have uh, you guys spending any money in terms of uh, renting or purchasing a movie just to watch it with us. We, we do it on streaming services that we hope that you might already be subscribed to. So that's, uh, that's, that's the caveat there. So hopefully... If, Hopefully, as long as I'm feeling good, I can I can sit here with a uh, with a movie with you guys. But we'll see how this week and this medication that I got is gonna is gonna treat me throughout this week. Because, ooh, buddy, let me tell you, it's it's difficult to sit here. So, um, anyway, yeah. Anyways, well, hop on that Patreon. There's the Discord. We're growing stuff here. Um, I'm not ready to make announcements yet, but I will give a teaser that we are in talks of adding content to this channel. You've heard us talk about that before. 
Um, I do have one plan in mind of some content that I think is probably going to be uh, our version of like cinema sins, honest trailers, pitch meeting. It's going to be like probably one, one of the main focal points of humorous movie related content for this channel. And I am eager to start working on it. Um, and there's a couple other things that we're working on that we'll probably officially announce as we get closer to the new year. And as we actually figure out like <laughs> the, the viable schedule for putting this together, since I work a 40 hour week already at my job and then you've got him whenever he's available to do content as well. Uh, I want to grow this channel so bad. So, I'm looking at more and more content as we go. Uh, yes, it definitely it sounds super easy, barely an inconvenience. Garth, I'm going to need you to get all the way off our backs about this because like coming up with new content hey. sounds right, but <laughs> he said the thing. <laughs> he did say the thing. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we got new content coming uh, and I think the only other thing that we don't typically ask for on this, and I want I, I need to get in the habit of starting to ask for it actually in actuality. Share, share this content. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell people about content that is available out there. Share this. Uh, it would mean the world to us if we could build this channel and this community, like my brother was saying. Uh, just help us out. New content is tight. Yes, it is. <laughs> I can't click on it yet, but I see it. Um, anyways, uh, as for Patreon, uh, I will... Something else we need to get used to is thanking our current patrons. Uh, Jake Yacoveta, Joe Elliott, Errol Al, Rachel, uh, Vernon Green, Garth McMurray, Davlin, Tyler Schwent, and Homstrock. Thank you for being patrons. Please hop on our Patreon. Even if you're at a dollar, you get access to the Discord. You know that thing is going to grow. You know this is going to be a huge community eventually anyways. I know like we've got like less than 10 people here while this uh, tagline is live. I don't care. It's going to grow. It will be huge. Be a part of it. Hop on the $1 tier if that's all you can do. Cool. Awesome. One dollar. That's great. But let's see y'all hop on the Patreon. Let's build this community because 2021 is going to be phenomenal for us. Woo. Screw the pandemic. We're pushing on. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about in 2021. Oh, yeah. A lot of stuff. Anyway, uh, we got anything else? We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, Schmodown replay is on hiatus right now because the Schmodown is on hiatus. Uh, we are going to be talking things over as to what exactly is going to be happening with the replay as we go into the new season, which I believe is going to start in February. So unfortunately, you're not going to be singing or uh, singing. I just looked at Arrow Al's comment that said I'm going to be singing over on the Discord, and I, instead of saying seeing, I said singing. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Rachel. <laughs> uh we're not gonna you're not gonna be seeing uh Schmodown replay at least until February, but there's also some other factors that might play into our decisions here. So again, stay tuned for uh what I'm working on right now. But yeah. I know we'll, we'll, I know for like the off season stuff, we're probably gonna be making appearances over on like 
certain point of view and, and other kinds of things, uh, that, that kind of stuff during the off season to talk about all the off season stuff. We're, pro we're probably not going to be doing it on our own, on our own show on this channel. So we yeah. want to, we want to, uh, again, it's all about community guys. So we, uh, we go hang out with other communities to talk about this stuff as well. And that that's, that's going to happen too. So we'll see. Yep. Uh, anyways, that is it for tonight. I don't see any other uh, stream yards or super chats or stream labs and super chats. So let's go ahead and end this for tonight. Y'all know how to follow us. Cinefanatics MLP on Twitter and Instagram. You do also have Robert Adams MLP Twitter and Instagram. Chris Adams MLP on Twitter and Instagram. And that's where you can follow us. That's going to be it for tonight, y'all. So sounds good thank for watching. Let's end this. Let's wrap this up. Y'all all have a great evening. Have a Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays, depending on what you celebrate. And we will see y'all next week. Later. See ya.